The following podcast may contain adult language and an abundance of salt. So get ready, nerds, because we're talking semi-horny sci-fi horror movies on this week's podcast. horny out of any of this. I went with Jude's thing. Okay, I thought whatever. it was funny. It is kind of funny. You know what? People are going to watch the intro and be like, oh, I got to watch this episode. Yeah, <laughs> Should I take my pants off? Or <laughs> You already have? You haven't yet? No, not yet. Oh, that's a shame. Can you get out of your Spanx in time? <laughs> <laughs> I do like my Spanx. Yeah. <laughs> they have a cool little... Uh, I like your Spanx too. <laughs> they have a cool little pocket for my phone, man. Oh, that's when, nice. When you're walking around the park so they don't fall out. Welcome, everybody, and thank you for joining us on this episode of the Salty Nerd Podcast. We're talking semi-horny horror sci-fi movies, and I'm joined, as always, by my fantastic panel of nerds. <laughs> Vader's got a numb throat. <laughs> What's up, dude? Jeez, about knocked my... You are a mess. You are a disaster I'm today, man. My, my honey water over, and my... This is just a... I have, like, a shelf of throat numbness over here. I got... Sweet and sour stuff. I got chloroseptic spray. This is what I your got, room's going to look like Jude's, when we come visit you at the home. Jude's Witch's Brew You're Sugar welcome. Lemon Chloroseptic Spray. It's just spray. everything Everything we can do to stop you from coughing. I, know, <laughs> like, I think this stuff's actually going to sort of work. It might. We'll see. You'll uh, have a good time with it. Yeah, I'm good. How okay. are you? Good. I'm fine. Welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Also, hello. Hi. <laughs> hello. Jude is also yeah. here. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. How are Why you? Why are these movies horny for you? Uh, I just got a horny vibe off of them. Like everyone's not even horny for each other, but everyone on these ships are horny for weird things. Like okay. sunlight is making me so horny. Oh, Space yeah. is making me so horny. And like God's talking to me and it's making me horny. It, it's fucking weird, man. Okay. You want something strong and black inside you? Wow. <laughs> That's a line from a movie. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> One of the movies we watched. Yes. Yeah. All right. Kadish is also here. What's up, man? Yes. Uh, I had a very difficult time this week what? because I hated all these movies. <gasps> well, Sunshine was okay. Oh, that's the one you picked. Yeah. <laughs> that was the worst one. It was. It's I the agree. horniest one, too. It's the weirdest one. Yeah. It's, it's the artsy. You know what? It's the one that Paul Stanky Anderson had nothing to do it's, with. It's some artsy fartsy bullshit. Yeah. Sci-fi. It was artsy fartsy. <laughs> with the flashies and in the in the and it's like and then like uh, the blonde. It was like early Christopher Nolan, like blah. Yeah. Yeah. It's so every, weird. Like it every 10 a, minutes. This, I mean, okay, just really it's a pretty movie. Well, that's the first one we're talking about. But yeah. it's super goofy, yeah. artsy fartsy weird. My yeah, favorite so. this week is Event Horizon. Yeah, of course. So what are we going to talk about this week? This week, we're going to talk about Sunshine, Event Horizon, and Pandorum. Pandorum. Oh, yeah. The Kevin, or not Kevin Spacey, um, fucking Dennis Quaid movie. Yeah. Kevin Spacey. Same guy. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> we're professionals. All right. Before we get into it, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and talk about Sunshine. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, yes. real moments together, and this. Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com Coke to save up to $20 on passes, plus daily tickets starting at $34.99. We could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. 
We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, yes. real moments together, and this. Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. Six Flags and Coca-Cola, come make it yours. Visit sixflags.com slash coke to save up to $20 on passes, plus daily tickets starting at $34.99. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, yes. real moments together, and this. Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. Six Flags and Coca-Cola, come make it yours. Visit sixflags.com slash coke to save up to $20 on passes, plus daily tickets starting at $34.99. Welcome back, everybody. First thing on our list is Sunshine. Jude, take it away. All right. I'm going to give you the synopsis of Sunshine in just a second, but before I do, I just wanted to tell you how you can help support the show without spending any money. So first of all, wherever you're listening to us, just scroll down and hit that fifth star um, and give us a five-star review. It really helps us out. And if you have time for it, leave us a comment. We love comments. We always read them. And sometimes we read them on the show, so we might read yours. Uh, and if you have a few extra bucks during the month and you want to share it with us, thank you. And we'll take it. Uh, so we have a Patreon. It's at saltynerdclub.com. And you can sign up at either the 5 or $30 tier. And you get extra stuff that nobody else gets because they don't give us money and you do. Like trivia once a month that we do with our club members. And you can chat with us on Discord. Alex is in there every single day. Um, and we're all in there throughout the week. And you can chat with us and give us your ideas about the show. And you get four exclusive episodes just for you that we do for just our patrons every single month. So become a Saltine. <laughs> and now, Sunshine. 2007 Sunshine, rated R with a runtime of one hour, 47 minutes. This had a budget of $40 million. Hmm. Alex, what do you think this brought into the box? rated R? Mm -hmm. Why? All these movies were rated R. Oh. It's too sexy. Is that what it is? I don't remember anything. No, like, no, it's too, it's sexy. too sexy. Excuse me. Is there any boobs this week for all being rated? No, nope, no boobs. No boobs. That's some weak shit right there. <laughs> now was, I hate these movies it, even it's, more. It's all R for like gore and horror and stuff. Oh, I guess. I don't remember there being much gore in Sunshine. Anyway, forty million dollar budget. Uh huh. Uh, I think it made in twenty eight million dollars in the box office. Okay, Vader. Uh, I'll just guess and say thirty two. On the nose, $32 million. Vader wins a speedboat. <laughs> I get both showcase showdowns. You do. <laughs> $32 million. So it did lose money. Yeah. Because I literally have never heard of this movie Same. before. Yeah. But it has a banger cast, though. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They're all very young. Super very young. young. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to know what it's about? Absolutely. Okay. The crew of Icarus 2 are on a mission to reboot Earth's dying sun. They've bid adieu to their families with the knowledge that... Well, if you wake up one day and it's kind of nice out, you're welcome. <laughs> On the way to the sun, the psych officer is crazy horny for being engulfed in the sun's rays. The farmer scientist lady is horny for plants. America's ass is homesick and horny for watching videos of ocean waves. And Thomas Shelby is horny for bombs and saving humanity. All is going well on the mission until they intercept the distress beacon from the first Icarus ship. Everyone but Chris Evans decide to go check out the distress call. And Chris Evans was 100% correct. There's a charbroiled psycho aboard who's horny for a mission of his own. To take all of humanity to heaven. ASAP. This movie's weird, man. It's real weird. <laughs> real artsy-fartsy weird movie. 
Um, also, like the Icarus mythology is like somebody who flew too close to the sun and then died, right? Yep. So why would you name both of your spaceships Icarus? Icarus. Yeah. That just seems like you're setting yourself up for failure. I would name it something cool like the Iron Maiden. Like <laughs> Mega death. Yeah. <laughs> Spinal <laughs> tap. Yeah. Shit, you could just name it Sunshine. Like Sunshine 1 on the way. Like it makes sense. But Icarus, like let's make sure we know it. Everybody, let's make sure everybody knows yeah, like, we're going to fucking they're, die. They're going to yeah. save everybody on the world. They call it Savior 1 or something. Something. You know? Puddle jumper. Puddle jump. Fuck, I hate that name. Um so who does Captain America's in this thing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Scarecrow's in this thing. So, so is uh, Benedict Wong. Um, yeah. Uh, Doctor, Strange. Oh, yeah. Doctor Strange's sidekick. sidekick. Yep. A thin Benedict Wong. He's very, oh, I didn't recognize him I at first. I did not recognize him. But oh, and uh, um, uh, Mr. Michelle, Samurai. Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, Michelle Yeoh. Michelle yeah. yeah, she's in this movie too. This is a dope cast. It's a yeah. great cast. Yeah, and, and uh, Hiroyuki Sanada. Yeah. Uh, who's oh, who's like him. the go-to mm -hmm. Japanese actor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was in like, in he's in like everything. He's in everything. Yeah, Westworld. Yeah, he was, he was Scorpion in the new Mortal Kombat. That's right, yeah. yeah. He's the best part of that movie. Get over here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, like- Is there I was, anybody in this cast that hasn't gone on to be somewhat famous? I know Rose Byrne is also in this. Yeah, uh, Mark Strong her. plays Pinbacker. It's like- it's I was like, gonna say, yeah, the guy, the charboiled dude from the Icarus One, like you don't ever see his face. But as I was watching it, I clicked on like the the cast or whatever. Oh, yeah. And I was like, holy shit, he's in this too. Well, you see his face in the video okay. diaries that oh, uh, yeah. that the captain uh, that oh, Sonata yeah. plays. That's true. Is reviewing. Well, okay. All right. So the premise of this, I guess, is the sun is dying. The sun yeah. is dying. So they got to reboot it by dropping like a nuke into huh, yeah. it and create a star within a star. Yeah. Which I don't. I gotta. I don't think that works. I got to email. I don't know about that science. I got to email whatever. Professor Target and be like, would this work? It's not a nuke. It's not a nuke. It's like a cold fusion thing, right? Yeah. Some kind of thing to kickstart the star. Yeah. To restart the sun. Uh, which I, I don't think that would It's happen. a bomb. Yeah, it's a bomb. Yeah, the bomb that they're, the payload that they're taking there has like the mass of like a small moon or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so they send the first Icarus 1 ship there and then like nobody hears from it again. And they're like, oh shit, something happened. So they send Icarus 2. Um, and they're like, well, go and see if this works a second time. Let's do the same thing, exactly the same thing again. And then once they get there, they find out that Icarus one is just kind of like floating around in orbit and like nobody's alive on it. And they're like, oh, what's going on? Let's go explore, which is every single movie this week. Yeah. People are like, oh, look, a derelict spaceship. Uh -huh. Let's go on board. Well, it, should be, it, should be, it should be derelict sleeper ship week <laughs> yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Let's go on, check it out. And yeah. And Chris how. Evans is the only one who's like, we're not doing this. We're yeah. on a mission to save all of humanity. He was, he, we're he, sticking with the mission. And they really should have. He's, he's, he's watched sci-fi movies before. Right. Yeah. He's yeah. seen horror movies. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Like one of my big issues with this film in particular is that like when you're writing a movie, you always want to give a reason why stuff is happening. And when you have a mission that's so important to the fate of humanity, you wouldn't deviate off of that, mm -hmm. you, even for the redundancy excuse that they had. Mm -hmm. So typically, like when you're writing something like this, what you do is you'd have that scene and the crew would be like, okay, we're sticking on mission. We're not going after this thing because it, our mission's too important. And then something happens where like their payload becomes faulty and they're forced to go after the other mm -hmm. ship in order to get their payload. Why didn't they just get them on the way back? Isn't that sort of what happened? No. What what happened was is, is that so Cillian Murphy's character, he's like the astrophysicist on right, the mission. Right. And they make the case that um they're not sure if his bomb is actually going to work. And by getting the other payload along with their payload, uh they have like basically double their chances. Yeah, they double the chances of the mission actually working. Yeah. Um but you know, like, I feel like that was kind of like faulty logic in a way, <laughs> because like if their payload didn't work, 
they could have just swung around and gotten that right. one on the yeah. way home and like turned back around and stuff like that. So uh, I like I didn't like the the logic, but like if this were a properly written movie, it would have been like okay, our payload for whatever reason like is faulty, we yeah. can't use it, mm -hmm. so we have to go after this other one, and then like all like the bad shit starts happening. Well, they had a, a perfect time to do that too because something happens to the ship where the sun like one of the um, something blows up or something like that, well, which well, damages well, their what, shield, right? Yeah, no, what happens is that, so they decide to go after the Icarus one and um, Benedict Wong, who's like the navigator, he forgets to adjust oh, the, right. yeah. the, the, yeah, the shield because, because they, they changed their trajectory by like 1.2 degrees. Mm -hmm. And he forgot to take into account the fact that he needed to adjust the, the sun shield as well. And so when they make the adjustment, uh, they're exposed to direct sunlight and they're so close to the sun that it actually like, like it uh, burns out some sensors. Well, or well, well, it destroys it's, part of their ship because, yeah. because like it basically just melts and it causes all types of like uh, catastrophic issues and it creates holes in, in their shield and mm -hmm. stuff like that. They got to fix. And uh, it just starts the spiral of ever increasing yeah, like bad decisions. It had, it had something to do with the, the, the shields, the shields not closing properly. Yeah, there well, that's like, why they had to go like out there. There was like three of those things. And, yeah. Yeah, and just one little thing, one catastrophe after another. I'll give this movie a lot of credit for the cinematography. It's oh, yeah. freaking gorgeous. Really yeah. pretty. And and the, the, the spacewalks where they go out there and they uh -huh. have to repair the shield and they're, they're in that big, gold, weird-looking spacesuit. Yeah. I was digging that shit, yeah, dude. Yeah. I thought it was really freaking cool. I think they had to uh, get everybody on the planet to turn in all their gold with these two spaceships <laughs> because you know the, the gold thing is the reflectors real that's what they use in space to you think that whole shield is made out of gold oh, or at it, least gold plated it, it kind of has to be i think yeah. but, but i don't know but um you know if you look at like these uh satellites and and, mm -hmm. and like like uh that new telescope that they the just new put telescope there, yeah. they're completely covered in gold mm -hmm. and it's they're crazy looking it's it's really neat but, yeah uh, yeah, this this movie is beautiful, but I do agree with Vader. It's a little too artsy fartsy for too me. artsy fartsy. Like they took, they had a lot of like slow scenes where it was just like really focusing in on a character. Well, it it really kicked in for me when they get to the Icarus one, mm -hmm. and they're opening the hatch, and everything's covered in dust. And every ten seconds, you see this this little it's subliminal flash of, of, yeah. of I'm assuming it's a face of a crew member from the first Icarus, but. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit about the people on the Icarus one. You know, with, with their little the jump scares and, and the little, yeah, it was just, it was dumb. And, it's like, <laughs> and then I did like the part how, uh, how I'm, I'm assuming maybe I misinterpreted this wrong, but everything's covered in dust. Right. Yeah. Like and I'm like, where did all that dust come from? And then you find out like, it's probably human dirt, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just ash. It's just human ash everywhere. Yeah. Skin but, uh, cells and shit. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> but there was still a lot of it. It was, well, it was probably part, part of it was probably like ice and stuff like that because yeah, it would have so, been cold well, in there. Well, I don't know. Well, no. So like the crew of the Icarus One basically, uh, they went to the observation room yeah. and there was a hole in, in the, the shield and basically, they're they're um, burned um, to the core mm -hmm. and that ash from their skin yeah. over the course of seven years, I think that they were out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, circulates throughout the ship. Coated everything. Oh. That yeah, that's yeah. what that's what I that's how I interpreted that. That's what's in his throat. That's why he needs that chloroseptic. <laughs> it's actually, you know, the, the throat number is actually working pretty good right now. It's doing its job. But um yeah, artsy fartsy, pretty, but artsy fartsy. And yeah. I just the, the artsy fartsy stuff kind of took me out of it a little bit. And then I still I still don't understand 
Mr. Crispy. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know how he survived. I, like they explained a, it. They're like, well, technically, he had enough food God for everybody. Told him. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Obviously, he went space crazy. Uh, yeah. It's just whatever. It's like, <laughs> it's like you know, I'm like where did this guy come from? It makes no, it makes no sense that this dude who's 100 burned all over his body is now space sun Jesus, and he wants to like kill everybody to go to heaven or something. I thought. Okay, you guys know how I watch movies, right? If it's good, I'll watch it. Uh-huh. This took me three days. Yeah, yeah. This was a three-day watch for me. I'm like, oh, I guess I got 20 minutes left. I'll just finish this thing. It's just, <laughs> you know, because we went to coffee yesterday. I still wasn't finished watching the movie. Oh man, I finished this last night. But uh, um, this was a rough movie for me. It was it, the cast is great. It's pretty. It's way too artsy farty. It's convoluted. It's kind of confusing. Um, just the I don't know. It's mm. just. I don't, I don't care if I ever watch this movie again. Jude, what are, what are your thoughts? Are you, are you um, in line with Vader? Yeah, <laughs> I feel like on paper, this could have been a really cool uh-huh. movie, but it doesn't work. I can't tell you why it doesn't. It's like artsy fartsy doesn't really bother me to yeah. use your words, um, but it, I thought it was really boring. Mm. And I just thought that, I don't know if it was like the chemistry didn't work or it was just so slow. And I don't love like psychological thrillers, I, I usually find them pretty boring. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is a psychological movie, not necessarily a horror movie. It doesn't fit in like sci-fi horror for me. And what, what would you have changed? about? I don't know. See, that's what's driving me nuts is that I can't figure out why I don't like it or what would make it better. There's a lot of scenes in this movie where it's like slow moving camera pans, yeah. but they're close up on like, your nose and your eyeballs of the well, character. It's, it's, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. come on. It's just like, I don't want to see up his nose. It's a character driven it, it, movie. It's just, it's very strange. Yeah. It's just, what? I don't know. Maybe Matt can explain some of those, those movie producing choices. I, I don't know, but if, I didn't like it. If this was a book, I probably would have really enjoyed the book. Yeah. But the translation of it in a movie, it just doesn't connect with me. And I, I don't know why. Hmm. Kadish, what are your thoughts? All right. So this is a Danny Boyle movie. And he was the director of Train Spotting, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's The Beach. He made 28 mm. Days Later, mm. Slumdog Millionaire, 127 Hours with uh, James Franco. And uh, the guy who he wrote this script with, his name's Alex Garland. Now, Alex Garland was a novelist. He wrote the novel uh, The Beach, which uh, um, Danny Boyle made the film adaptation of. That's how they met. And uh, he also wrote 28 Days Later. He wrote uh, the movie Dread with uh, Carl Urban. Cillian Murphy's also in 28 Days Later, isn't he? Yes, yes. And so is Rose Byrne, who's also in this movie. And um, Alex Garland has made the jump into directing. Uh, His directorial debut was Ex Machina with with Moon Knight. Whoa. Uh, Oscar Isaac. Yeah, I was going to say, don't don't mention that show here. (laughs) uh, But but his his latest film was uh, this movie with um, Natalie Portman called Annihilation. Mm -hmm. And the thing about Alex Garland is that He's so high-minded, he's borderline pretentious. Like, I hated Annihilation. I thought it was, like, one of the dumbest movies I've ever seen. And it was simply because it was trying to be very, like, highbrow. Mm -hmm. And it was just coming off as, like, boring and dumb and confusing. So Alex Garland has a long history of writing kind of boring, dumb, confusing stuff and making it very high-minded. And in this movie, um, so, like, they spent three years making this movie. They spent a year just working on the script. They spent a year in pre-production. They shot it over the course of three months. 
And then uh, they spent a year in post-production because Danny Boyle, he'd never done a science fiction movie before. And he didn't want like a bunch of different effects houses working on the effects. So he chose one effects house. And he's like, you guys do all the special effects for this movie. And so it took them a really long time to do all the special effects for it. And Danny Boyle had such a hard time making this movie that he vowed never to make another science fiction movie again. <laughs> um, so this is going to be Danny Boyle's one and only science fiction film. But the interesting thing about this movie is that Alex Garland and his original script uh, had a very deep kind of theme going on in this film, which was basically um, it was a film about atheism and finding your belief in God. Mm. And uh, the son was meant to represent God. Uh, uh, Killian Murphy's character is that how you pronounce it? I, I, I don't think I anyone say, knows. I say Cillian. Yeah, I say Cillian. Okay, I, I no, I do. I, I do say Killian. I think Murphy. it's a hard. C- yeah, Killian I, Murphy. I All right. Well, well, his character it basically is like the hard science guy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't believe in God. He's an atheist. And um, the uh, pinbacker is that mm-hmm. his name? Mark Strong's character. Uh, he's to represent fundamentalism, and so like he's the guy who's who's like he's your born again Christian. Or, you know, like the jihadist or something like that. like, like j- j- The extremist. Yeah. The extremist, yeah. So basically, um, you know, uh, Garland's script had like all these like heavy religious themes to it. And at the end of the movie, when uh, Cillian Murphy um, detonates the payload to save the sun and the surface of the sun's rushing up to him and then it stops and he reaches out to it, like that's him meeting God and having his conversion from being an atheist to believing in the power of the universe and stuff like that. He sees the light, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the weird things about this movie is is that, so when they were making it, Danny Boyle was like, eh, I don't know about all this religious symbolism. I'm going to pull that back. <laughs> and he pulled it back so much that it gets lost. And so, like, it just comes off as weird. Yeah. But one of the things is, is that um, Danny Boyle's favorite movie is Alien. And so he wanted to make, like, his version of Alien. And the weird thing about this is that, you know, in most horror movies, Darkness is the thing that's supposed to be creepy. And they're like, well, we're going to reverse that. We're going to make light creepy in this movie. <laughs> and so like they, they tried to, um, you know, make light the, or like the bright sunlight, the, the horror aspect <clears throat> I of feel the like film. If they're going to go deep existential movie like that, then they should have just gone with it and seen what happened. Cause the way Made it turned it out, like, I mean, if you're going to make an artsy fartsy movie, don't take the artsy fartsy weird metaphysical stuff out of it. Just go full artsy Go artsy. full yeah. whatever. Lean into it. Lean into it because yeah. what they ended up with. Something in the middle. Was something. Which we don't. Does, none of us are like. Yeah. That doesn't Nobody work likes either way. It's, it's not, a, it's not a, like a, just a straight up sci-fi movie. Yeah. But it's certainly not a good. Horror know, movie either. No. It's just, I, it's like, just weird. It just ended up being weird. I had fun with the sci-fi or not even the sci-fi, just the scientific element of this movie. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really freaking cool. Oh. The, the sun shield and going yeah. out on the spacewalks yeah. and the danger of being that close to the sun. I, I was like, I, cool element yeah. I, loved, it, sure. I love the design of the ship itself. Yeah. It looks like something that could be real that we wouldn't build. And I, I yeah. love that they have like a garden yeah. that like produces the, the oxygen. oxygen yeah. which I don't know if that works or not. No, you need- I think it's, Part of it. I don't know how many acres square feet yeah. you need to create enough oxygen to breathe for like nine people. Plants. <laughs> yeah. or, I'm sorry, the the machines with the plants mm-hmm. that were like circulating it. Yeah, it was a cool concept. I don't know about the science, but I was like, I'll believe it. Yeah, yeah, and I love that uh, the uh, what's her name? Shu uh, Michelle all, all Michelle Yo Michelle Yo. All they needed was some donkeys. And they, and they would have been fine would have, to, no. to make some Nathan some, Fillion make, and some make, cows, make some methane and some, and some stuff to put in the ox in there. Yeah, yeah, and great. a pretty little bonnet. Uh, yeah. Pretty floral bonnet. We'll talk about that later. Today. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, it, it looks the ship just. I thought the ship was cool. Yeah, because it looks like something that. It, it looks like the next evolution of the the, the International Space Station that's yeah. floating overhead right now. I can see that. Because it's like so many weird disjointed pieces just sticking like out Like Lego together. That's yeah. what it looks like. And yeah. that's what this looks like. And just kind of got that cool like 2001 Space Odyssey meets modern day mm. tech kind of thing going on. Yeah. You know. Visually. I mean, looked, we said this it already. Looked, it looked right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I love the space shield. And I, I liked that like each person in the crew had a clear job yeah. and you mm -hmm. understood why they were on this mission. Yeah. Yep. yeah and they, they actually got a guy from um, CERN. Uh, his name is Professor Brian Cox to be their science advisor. Mm -hmm. And so like he was the guy who kind of came in and said like, okay, like if this were an actual mission to the sun, this is how you would have to do things. And mm -hmm. this is how yeah. things would be built and stuff like that. Now there's a lot of wonky science in this movie. Sure. sure. Um, especially like the whole thing about the sun dying. Uh, it's kind of weird because like we got about, Four billion years before that starts happening, mm -hmm. um, but and also uh, like we're gonna fly up to it <laughs> and, and blow it up. <laughs> and yeah. that's, that's humanity's answer to everything. Yeah. Oh, it's broken. Blow it up. Yeah. And, 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 and also, also like the artificial gravity type thing. So like typically, yeah. like you know, you use centrifugal force to to create yeah. like the gravity. And with this, Danny Boyle is just like, you know what? I don't want to get wrapped up in that. So yeah. we're just going to kind of ignore it. I can, I can appreciate that though. I mean. Sure. You know how much of a pain in the ass this movie would have been oh, God. if they had to have everybody Make in sure the zero G circling behind the shield. Well, even if they yeah, didn't yeah. want to do that, if they're like, okay, we're going to be in zero G this whole movie, it would have been it would have been ten years to make it because they would have had to go up in the plane and film all the oh, scenes well, floating around. You know what was funny is so like the entire cast, um, like they had the entire cast live together for like a couple months before oh, they start shooting, oh, so that they, they, that. they <laughs> so that they could kind of like get to know one one another and, and act like you know that like they, they've been in the you know show. If they were to came to me like, okay, listen, this is part of your contract for this movie is you have to live with your co-hosts or your co-stars for like six months. I've been like, I'm an actor. I can act yeah. like I know these people. This, yeah. this is a movie about what happens when they you did. put 12 strangers in a spaceship. Yeah, like, they, did you want uh, it to come across how irritated we are with each other? Yeah, so. yeah the, the only person that uh, didn't live with the cast was Cillian Murphy because his wife was pregnant at the time. And oh. so like they wanted to be able to nice. go home and, and, you know, visit her. But one of the interesting things is, is that Cliff Curtis, who plays like the, the ship's counselor, he's the guy who at the beginning, he's the, like, yeah, the, the nut sun. job who's obsessed with the sun. Yeah. yeah. So like his character was supposed to be throughout the whole movie, but midway through shooting, um, his father fell ill. And so like he had to oh. leave. And so like they, they just killed off his character, killed him first and had to like <laughs> re rewrite, uh, like the ending mm. without him. Okay. How'd you guys feel about his little psychotic break when he's like, he's like this movie opens up with him sitting in that like observation room and he's like, turn it up. How far can I turn it up before I go blind? And he's like, uh, you can go 3.1% and then your retinas are going to go glassed over. And he's uh -huh. like, do it. Yeah. It's so weird. Super horny for sun rays. Right. And then he's like, it's like being engulfed because, <laughs> because space is like darkness is the absence, but the sun is like, like, I'm sorry. What? I didn't buy it. I what? didn't buy it. I'm like, yeah. who the fuck is this so guy? so horny for the sun, you well, weirdo. Well, yeah. well, well, again, the sun is meant to symbolize God. Yeah. And so like when he's, you know, seeing God and he's getting exposed to it, he's becoming more and more like fervent in his belief. He's like, I'm going to fuck the sun. <laughs> he kind of does. You're right. He kind of gets real horned up about it. He it's does. so weird. Do, he's you, got this, do you see it now? The horniness? I, oh, in this movie, definitely. You're going to have to explain okay. the other ones, okay. but yeah. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. Do you guys want to do final thoughts? I don't yeah. know how much, much more to say sure. about this. I mean, it's, it's, a, nothing else. it's a beautiful movie. It's really yeah. pretty to look at. Yeah. It's kind of wonky and it's a little boring. 
I will. That's my final thoughts. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably, I'm going to give it like a right down the middle, two and a half. It's got high points for being gorgeous. If you love eye candy, <clears throat> this is the movie. If you love weird futuristic I don't, I don't, science. I don't even know if the eye candy is enough to pull it up for me. I mean, it, it, it is, is for pretty, me. but it's just, it's, too, it's like, too weird. Like this is a movie that I want to take and I want to go watch it with professor target and be like, can you explain this to me? Like, <laughs> does this work? Like, I want to talk to him about this movie. Like that's what kind of like it, it piques my interest. You want to tell fair. people who professor target is? Professor target is a friend of the podcast who is an astrophysicist and he's a really cool guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we met him at the Star yeah. Trek convention. Yep. yep. We like, we like smart people. We like smart people. <laughs> they make us feel better. How are science people? <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, so it's like, it did pique my interest, but the, the metaphors and this whole like God atheism thing. I was just kind of like, can we just go straight horror? Cause I think that would have been better. Like just start offing people in weird ways and then have it turn out to be the crispy dude. Like, cool. Um, but that's it. Two and a half for me. Vader final thoughts. Give it a rating. Um, I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, I have all the same kind of things to say about it. It's a pretty movie. It's a weird movie. It's too, too artsy for me. Um, great cast. It's a really good cast. A lot of these people, before they, well, I guess most of them were sort of famous already, but you know, it's interesting. <clears throat> it's interesting to see what, uh, what, what these people went on and did. Yeah. Are, I think is everybody in this movie somehow involved in the Marvel universe? Oh, probably. Probably. Hollywood now. Wong, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. uh, Captain America. Yeah. We got uh, Michelle Yeoh. Was Michelle Yeoh was in uh, Chung Lee. Yeah. The uh, legend I mean, of the 10 I mean, rings. If, if they were Asian, they're in 10 rings for mm-hmm. sure. Everybody was in that movie. But uh, um, just is it, I don't, I'm really kind of torn because it just was a it was a just kind of a blah. It took me three days to watch it. Like I said, I can't I can't get I gotta go like a two. Okay, you're probably, okay. I think I'm gonna go. It's not a one star crap fest. If you've never seen it, it's pretty. Take take an hour and a half, and if you got some time to or waste, three days or three days, <laughs> like I watched it, yeah, and then and knock it out. It's it's interesting. It's got some cool stuff in it, but it just it did not pique my interest. It didn't hold me hold me there. And I just, I didn't care about the characters. Mm-hmm. I knew they were all going to die, you know, from the, from the get go, you know, they're all well, going to die. The ship is called Icarus. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, there's some cool stuff in it though. Mm. Definitely worth watching if you've never seen it before. Okay. And, I, and I have, and I'm never going to watch it again. Okay. So oh, we forgot to mention one thing. What's up? So when at the end of the movie, when the uh, mission was successful, it's not even that much nicer out. <laughs> 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 like they're all on earth and they're like, oh, it's kind of nice uh, today today well, yeah. i'm so it, glad it, it 14 takes, people died yeah <laughs> it, it takes it takes some time for uh the heat the, the sun eight to minutes right? eight minutes yeah. <laughs> yeah. eight minutes from the sun to, to earth they're gonna have some flooding problems when the heat's back up too oh, oh, there's, a lot of oh snow there, there's gonna be people out there going like global warming <laughs> like you told us to do this uh-huh. we made a mistake sorry i got political for a second uh jude final thoughts give it a rating um, so um you know, you know how I feel about one star crap fest. It has to make me angry. Right. This did not make me angry. Okay. However, it made me disappointed. It makes that makes me feel like that makes me feel like a parent. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> I really wanted to like this. It has a great cast and like sci-fi horror. I was like, oh yeah, give me some sci-fi horror. And I didn't get anything I wanted out of it. Hmm. So I, I guess I feel the same as you, Vader. Like it's a two star, two payloads out of five. Okay. Uh Kish? Yeah, so Danny Boyle, you know, he kind of um, came up through the in- indie cinema world, and he's like, you know, an independent filmmaker. He's very much an auteur, you know, like he has like a very strong artistic vision. This movie is very kind of slow and ponderous, and you can tell that it, it's from like that kind of like British indie cinema. 
uh, realm. Um, uh, Alex Garland adds a lot of pretentiousness to this movie. Uh, it's not a bad movie. It's just kind of like very poorly paced, I think. It, it, um, you know, this is uh, um, Danny Boyle's version of Alien. So you have like the crispy zombie who comes on the ship and he just starts killing everyone and stuff like that. It's like when I, I remember when I went and saw this in the theater, I, I was like, oh, it's a sun zombie. <laughs> okay. uh, and uh, and, you know, in, in a weird way, like I feel like the early parts of this movie were like the whole crew is mm -hmm. alive and seeing them work together and finding out the details of their mission and stuff like that. That to me was the more interesting aspect of this. And then like when things started going wrong and the horror aspects came into play, I kind of checked out because like I just didn't care. I was more interested I, I, in, in the journey. I, I like my theory about the sun zombie dude yesterday before I finished the movie because I had this theory that, that the, that Mr. Crispy mm -hmm. was really Killian Murphy from like the future or something from, from, from just, and, and what we were watching was, oh, his, was his, his mental oh, breakout okay. of him going crazy and killing gotcha. everybody. Yeah. But I, Oh, so I you, know. you mentioned, you don't know what would have made this movie better. I, yeah. I was just thinking about, as he was talking, I was like, you know, what would have been really cool is instead of having like another crew member from the Icarus one, come over and be the, be the crazy person, like have one of the crew mm -hmm. and have it be a mystery for us to figure yeah. out as the audience, like which one of the crew has gone mental yeah, and thought, started killing everybody. I thought that's what they <clears throat> were doing, mm -hmm. but then it was kind of like, Oh, it's gotta be the, the guy that fucked up the shields. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of oh. obvious. And then I was like, Oh, it's to, like, it's a totally different guy. <laughs> I, I, have, I have one more comment. Okay. Yeah. Anytime you have a movie about a big giant ship that has a really super smart computer AI on it. Mm. It's trouble. Yeah. <laughs> it's trouble. <laughs> it's like, what are we doing, Dave? <laughs> Is that what this movie was oh, missing? <laughs> they, should, they should have made the computer the crazy person. Yeah, that would have been cool. Uh, that would have been. Because it did kind of fuck them up because yeah. they were like going off it's course like, to go to Icarus 1 like, and the computer no, no, was like, no, we, fuck you. We have a mission. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you're going to die, but we have a mission to do. Yeah, yeah. The mission is I going to. I can't do it, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was, the whole crew needs to be sacrificed in order to accomplish the mission. The guy's like, you're killing everybody. I'm on and a mission. And you know what? Everybody on that crew should be cool with that before they even ever launch from planet Earth. Yeah. They, they, they know they're not coming back. Yeah. They all kind if of. If I'm do an it. astronaut and I'm on a mission to jumpstart the sun, I'm, dead. I'm saying my goodbyes before I go. Yeah. You know, it's just because I'm not coming back. And people who have like kids and families oh, and they're yeah. like, oh, I miss you guys. Like, what should are you doing on a spaceship? Yeah. Yeah. You shouldn't even be on the ship. You're a liability at that point. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's like these people that are going to go to Mars. I am someday. disqualified from going to space. Sorry. <laughs> I'd love to, but it ain't going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and anyway, three or two space zombies out of five. Okay. Two, so we're all two the same. All yeah. Two is all around. You get with the highest of two and a oh, half. Because I think it's pretty. I, I, yeah. I do give it a lot of points for that because yeah, okay. it was a gorgeous movie. That spacewalk was epic. All right, that's it for Sunshine. Next up on our list is Event Horizon. We'll be right back. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, yes. real moments together, and this. Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. Six Flags and Coca-Cola, come make it yours. Visit sixflags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 on passes, plus daily tickets starting at $34.99. 
Welcome back, everybody. Hey, if you want to support the podcast and play an awesome mobile game, go to saltinear.com slash DC or just go to the App Store and type in Dragon Champions. Download the game, go into the promo section, type in Salty, and then get yourself to level 20. It's a really fun, easy-to-play hero collection game where you can kind of like go on battles and upgrade your characters. And once you reach level 20, then you can ask to become a part of our Salty Nerd Podcast Guild, which is ran by our patron, JT. Uh, it's a fun guild. I finally got up to like, I'm at like level 20. 27 moving up in the world guys Ooh. yeah it's awesome Ooh. and uh i accidentally started a raid last week and i got berated by everybody <laughs> they're like you're not supposed to do that without consulting the guild and i'm like oh shit sorry guys <laughs> then, I, then i went in there and just killed everything yeah you took the whole thing down so, yeah, i didn't even guys. get to play i was like it's mine all right I took, i'm taking all the credit <laughs> anyway challenge you to a home game <laughs> yeah <laughs> go to saltynerd.com slash dc uh and download the game it's a lot of fun the developers support us as a podcast we want to return the favor all right, the next movie on our list, Paul W. Stank Anderson's Event Horizon. <laughs> I kind of like stinky movies. This is He's getting better. Yeah. We're, no. we're, oh, careful. Oh, You're going to trick a cage. I got I to point out that, so like. This is before he put his initials in it, right? Yeah, so, okay. ba- so basically there, there are two aspects to Stanky Anderson's career. There's the pre-Resident Evil, and then there's the post-Resident <laughs> Evil. Mm. And pre-Resident Evil he didn't write his own scripts. <laughs> he didn't have Mila Jovovich in the movies. And he had people around him to tell him that his ideas sucked. Mm. <laughs> so I just want to make that clear. Also, he did not have the WS in his name. Mm-hmm. So anytime you see a movie attributed <laughs> to Paul Anderson, it's good. It's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you can't say that it's good. You're just, it's, it's okay. That's because it's not good. Oh, it's a good movie. It, it, it's mediocre yeah, at best. Yeah. Take it away, Jude. All right. 1997 Event Horizon, rated R with a runtime of one hour, 36 minutes. This had a budget of $60 million. What do you think this brought into the box office? Let's start with V. What was the budget? 60. $57 million. All right. Alex? $100 million. $42 million. <laughs> I didn't think this movie did much. Oh. Yeah, so oh, that's right. I do remember Also it. lost money. Yeah, I do remember because I watched a little like 20 minute documentary on this film uh, oh, this week. Did. Yeah, because I really like this film. And I was like, oh, really? Gonna, yeah, I really do. I, I think it's fun. I think it's right up there with like the crazy, creepy, you know, portal to hell. It's because of Sam Neill. 99% because you're, of Sam you're, you're a little horned up over <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, your boyfriend's I'm a, I'm a Sam Neill shill. Yeah. <laughs> if it was anyone else in this, would you like it as much? Probably because I... I like, I, you know me. You know, Jeremy Irons was originally supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would have been That would have cool That would have made this movie better. Sam Neill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we'll get into it. But anyway, I, I just, I don't know. You know I don't like horror all that much. It's uh-huh. not like my genre that, that I go to. But this movie, I just have a ton of fun with it. Okay. It's so creepy and weird. I like okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Take it away, Jude. What's okay. all Okay. A spooky spaceship mysteriously reappears after having disappeared seven years ago. The crew of the Lewis and Clark are sent to go fetch the wayward event horizon. And the creepy-ass ship isn't even the creepiest thing about the ship. The black hole gateway core in the ship is open and sucking people into it and making the crew hallucinate. And Lawrence Fishburne's like, we're getting the fuck out of here. And then I'm nuking this creepy-ass ship. But Sam Neill's like, you guys are being such babies. Come hang out with the black hole gateway core thingy. It's totally safe. (laughs) Like, really, really safe. Yeah. Get closer to it. Yeah. 
What are we doing? Closer. <laughs> Closer. And then he gets real horny for the ship and rips his face off. <laughs> this movie should have been Hellraiser in space. It kind of yes. is Hellraiser in space, dude. But it should have been a Hellraiser movie. They just should have just made Sam Neill Pinhead. It, yeah. Huh. That's, that's what I would have done. It's something so like that. Weird. Well, well yeah. so interesting you should mention that. So basically, the concept behind this by the screenwriter uh, Philip Eisner was The Shining in Space. It was about a haunted, you know, spaceship. Right. And when Stanky Anderson came on board, you know, he's so creatively bankrupt that he's like, I'm just going to rip off Hellraiser. <sighs> yeah. And, and so Hellraiser was like a huge <laughs> uh, influence on this film. And they even got Clive Barker to come in and do some like consultation. Well, you can him. tell. Yeah, because, you can tell yeah. with the special effects yeah. at yeah. the end of it when he's like all carved up. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah. where did that even I, come I, from? I, I mean, it's basically a Hellraiser movie. I mean, it really I, is. I think I'm really, I'm really laughing internally right now because we've said, let's do Hellraiser week. And Alex is like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know what some movies are. But you picked it. Hellraiser movie. I've, well, I didn't basically. know it was a Hellraiser. Yeah. I thought it was The Shining and yeah. Aliens in Space. This, like, this is way grosser and gorier than any Hellraiser movie. I don't know what I you're feeling. Like. Do you? Yeah. Okay, well, I don't know, dude. That, there, there, there is actually a Hellraiser movie that takes place in space, yeah. right? Yeah, we'll have to watch it someday. <laughs> oh my God. We should do the, the horror movie sequels that went to space. <laughs> oh, that's what we Hellraiser goes to space. Yeah. Oh, shitty sequels. Um, Leprechaun in space. Leprechaun in space. <laughs> I, I really I like the aesthetic of this movie. Everything looks grimy and, and the spaceships are really cool. I love the practical effects. Yeah. Uh, I love the I was sets. Like, why, why did they get H.R. Geiger to design their like I know, you know, right? flagship spaceship? Like if I were a crew member on that ship, I'd be like, no, no. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not getting on that demon possessed. Well, it wasn't demon possessed. Yeah, yeah. It, it might as well be. I mean, yeah. it, it looks like they're it's setting got, it up. Like, but, horns and shit on it. And but, stuff. It's yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah. giant spikes in the what kind of a fucking torture well, chamber see, did you make the ship out of? Scientifically, they connect the conduits to yeah. whatever the fuck. Yeah, I don't know. It's spicy. Yeah, it, was, it was all like magnetic field gobbly bullshit. Yeah. It was like a like a carnival funhouse. Like, like as they're walking through this ship, yeah. you've got the tunnel that like you're walking over <laughs> oh, the tunnel and the tunnel's like <laughs> spinning, you know, spinning the around one, you. The one guy's like, it looks like a cheese grater. No, 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 <laughs> oh, meat, a meat, grinder. meat grinder. Yeah. yeah so, meat grinder. So, so like that meat grinder hallway, they actually built that. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. And, and the issue was, is that because like uh, of the spinning of that hallway, uh, the camera crew would get disoriented and they'd like start fumbling around. <laughs> yeah. sure. And there, there's a scene where um, where Lawrence Fishburne towards the end of the movie has to run down that hallway and he kept like getting like disoriented and like tripping and stuff. And so like they had to like divide up the shot of him running and in uh, multiple takes. So like he wouldn't like wipe out <laughs> because like it caused vertigo. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. I have to give, I know Keisha's going to argue with me on this, but I have to give uh, Anderson a lot of credit on this movie because when I was watching that documentary, this was in between um, two movies that he did. And I think the, the one right after this was Soldier that we so, watched so, last week, right? So, so this movie, he made it as his follow-up to uh, Mortal Kombat. Mm -hmm. And he he made this uh, so that Kurt Russell could get in shape for Soldier. Yeah. So like uh, a lot of the actors in this movie are also in Soldier as well. So the the filming of this movie, he only had 10 months to produce this entire movie from start to finish, like pre-production all the way to final edit in the theaters. And like they were talking really, about, yeah, that's impressive. That's in less than a year. They made this movie. And the fact that it's not absolute garbage is amazing to me. Like, I, 
I'm, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm, Ten just, months. I'm just still trying to get over the aesthetic. I mean, it's literally it's aliens. It's, it's aliens meets Hellraiser. Yeah, and it's it's a trip. Well, that's a, I don't mind that. <laughs> so so this is a Paramount film, right? And um, basically, oh um, shit, does that mean we're going to get copyright claimed? <laughs> probably, <laughs> possibly. But uh, but um, so basically, they had scheduled Titanic to come out, and because of the overruns on that movie, they had to push that movie back, and so they pushed this movie up to a like August release date, for mm-hmm. like their, their summer stuff. And so uh, Stanky Anderson was under a lot of pressure to get this movie done quickly and get it out the door. And because of the schedule rearranging uh, due to Titanic, they basically didn't market this movie correctly, which is part of the reason why um, it kind of stumbled at the box office. But another interesting aspect of this is that, so uh, Anderson's original cut was 130 minutes long and it was so gory yeah. that it got an NC-17. And so like, because of the pushed up schedule, he had to go back in and just like cut out a bunch of stuff and he didn't really have time to like fine tune the final edit. And so that's one of the reasons why this movie is kind of like very choppy is because like he literally just had to like pull out tons of stuff well, at the last minute. From Yeah, from what I understand, once the, the hell gate opened in the in the gravity drive and things started getting real weird, that that real quick clip of like the people eating themselves mm-hmm. that we see when they finally like open the video up and they're like, oh shit, this other crew like demolished they each other. They were like fucking and eating yeah. each other to death. And then the guy like ripped his eyes out and was like, look at me. You know, <laughs> it was like that. Apparently, there's like 20 minutes of that in the in the direct oh in like the director's God. cut, where it's just like gore and disgusting, yeah, like human sh- weird yeah. shit going on. And, and so like when they had his original cut do like a test screening, um, it was disastrous because people the, were fainting and yeah, shit like that. Bar- in the barfing in the aisle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah like, like the the test audience along with the studio executives who were watching the movie, they were all just like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> the feel good, the feel good yeah. movie of the summer. And, 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 and their post-production time got cut from like 10 weeks to six weeks. And so like they had like no time to like really retool this thing. And I think Anderson has gone on record saying that his biggest regret is like he never had time to like actually like sit down and like fine tune this movie. Those poor actors that had to film all those gross ass scenes. I know, right? <laughs> so like get anyway. naked and eat each Tell other. <laughs> and all the muck and guts and just, you know. Well, that, you know, it's, um, it always kind of cracks me up in like a weird dark way. It's like the main bridge where they all kind of hang out and they're trying to like figure out what's going on with the ship. And they're like in the background, there's just like human goo on the walls uh-huh. and like skulls and stuff. And you're like, Nobody's going to like scoop that up and, and get rid of it. No, no. We're just going to leave it there for the entire. Okay. <laughs> why, why would you? Why would you leave it there? I don't want to touch that. Yeah, I'm not doing maintenance. The I'm plan, a scientist. The plan was for them to get the event horizon and take it back to earth. So they can like re, you know, they Listen, can reuse it or whatever. We'll hire a crew and they're get like, back to earth. They're just gonna, yeah, let's just leave the so human goo I'd in the corner. Throw a, attach a uh, tow cable to it and move on. Yeah, is that what you would have done? Hell yeah. You would have been Hell the guy like, yeah. guys, let's get the I'm, fuck off this ship. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even need to go on the ship. Just go to the ship, get your toe, mm-hmm. bring it back to Earth. Well, well, part of the story of this is basically uh, the crew of the Lewis and Clark is a rescue operation. So, like, they went there looking for survivors. And then once they didn't find any survivors, then they would, like, fly the ship back. Um, but, uh, there's a scene early on in this movie where we're introduced to Sam Neill and he's like shaving and stuff like that. And then he like opens the window and it's revealed that he's on like this big space platform above earth. And then like the camera kind of like pulls back and mm-hmm. like yeah. twirls around and it's very stinky Anderson style. <laughs> oh my God. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and basically, basically that one shot cost them a third of their effects budget. Oh, it lasts wow. 45 seconds. 
And it took them like months in order to like complete that one shot because at the time you got to remember this was like 97 mm -hmm. uh, CGI was like in its infancy and yeah. uh, they were playing with a bunch of toys. I mean, a lot of models. Yeah. I, I love that. I absolutely love the practical yeah. model effects, like, you know, George Lucas style. Yep. It's just it's so and, good. And the interesting aspect of this movie is so like when Sam Neill is explaining how uh, you fold space in order mm -hmm. to like travel through yeah. like a point. Uh, Christopher Nolan actually ripped that off for Interstellar. He used the exact same speech and the exact same like uh, example that mm -hmm. Sam Neill that's, uses in this movie. That's, that's, the, that's the theory. That's that's, that's the, the, you know, yeah. what's that guy? What's Stephen that guy? Hawking? Stephen Hawking guy. Show some that's, respect, uh, sir. Yeah, that was not. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, like, well, you know, space travel is like a ball of yarn. Yeah. <laughs> You're ruining it, Jude. Freaking yeah, Quan Ha over here. Yeah, don't, don't reference Halo. <laughs> Uh, it literally looks like so you uh, you texted us when we were watching this movie and you were like, is this is Cooper doing like a Denzel Washington thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I totally I just, got the same vibe. I was like, hey, yeah, he kind of does sound like Denzel Washington. Yeah. You like something hot and black inside you? And then he kind of like throughout the movie, he kind of loses it a little bit mm -hmm. and he kind of becomes his own character. But like the, the, the opening the first, scene, the first 30 minutes, he's yeah, he's, he's just he's Denzel. He's Denzel. It's great. The only, <laughs> the only thing this movie needed that I would have inserted is I would have like I would have put Bill Paxton in it. That's what it needed. Yeah. It needed, it needed it did, Bill Paxton. It, it, it needed really Bill Paxton. Yeah. Game over, man. Like just somebody to freak out in the background. Like, yes. Put 100%. him in one of like the minor crew members. Just, just kill just, him off. Yeah. Yeah. Like, as I soon as they open the portal, he could have been the he could have been the kid. The kid who first gets sucked into the portal. He's something, like they call him yeah, baby baby know. bear or something like that. They oh, call yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Joe no Noseworthy? No, no, Jack Noseworthy. Jack Noseworthy. The dude from Barbed Wire, right? Well, yeah, yeah. So he was the brother in Barbed Wire. But oh, that, but, that's what I know him but, from. But yeah. he was also, at the time, he was like a big kind of like MTV kind of like star. Okay. Yeah, he uh, just kind of like faded out, right? Yeah, yeah. So like he, he had a show on MTV around this time and he was kind of like a rising star. And after this movie, um, you know, like he did this movie, he did Barbed Wire. And then after that, he just kind of like disappeared. And like, I've never seen him in anything else. Huh. So like, it's kind of weird. But like he had a, a big following because I think uh, his... MTV show was something like Dead Like Me or or Dead Before 21 or something like that. I don't know. Uh, it was it was a weird show, but it was kind of popular at the time. One of my one of my favorite scenes in this movie is him in the airlock and they're like, we're going to rescue him. We're going to get him. And he's like, help me. You know, he's like crying for help because he knows he's going to get sucked out into space. And Lawrence Fishburne is in a spacesuit. He's outside doing a spacewalk, repairing stuff. Up. He's like, curl up in a ball close your eyes yeah. and push all your oxygen out of your lungs. And I'm like, yeah, that checks out. I'm pretty uh -huh. sure I've heard enough. I've heard that before. I've heard enough documentaries where they're like, you don't instantly die. You're not going to last long. But your liquids but. are going to start boiling and the air inside your lungs is going to expand. So like breathe out as fast as you can and get all the air out of your lungs. I'm like, yeah, that's so cool. And that scene where he's like floating around, like the freaking liquids are coming out yeah. and Fishburne like grabs them. I was, that seems freaking awesome. I love it. The best scene in this movie is when they finally, um, like decipher the footage of like what happens after like they initially engage the uh the gravity drive mm -hmm. uh -huh. and you know like all those people are like ripping their eyes out the sex all, cannibal all the yeah. party and and Lawrence Fishburne it, it ends and Lawrence Fishburne is just like we're leaving Okay, we're, we're out of here. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're leaving. We're leaving. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I need more of that <laughs> in horror movies. Like, like that was just like the most common sense thing anyone's ever done in a horror movie. Yeah. It was like, we're out of here. The Fishburne is the only one who survived, right? No, he died. I think Fishburne, I think they all die again, dude. Do they all die? Uh, I think, no, I, no, the, the no, blonde no, no. girl survives. The blonde girl survived. Um, the, the black guy survived. And oh, that's Jack, right. Jack Noseworthy Cooper survived? survived. Yeah. That's right. They, they go into stasis. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. I remember. Then, the then they wake up on a prison. 
60 years later. No, no, that's uh, aliens. Two, don't don't two, talk about aliens three, man. What are you doing to my ship? Aliens three sucks. Hicks that is that dead. movie is a pile Newt's, of trash. Newt's dead. So what the fuck? <laughs> All the cool characters from the last movie Bill just died off screen. Can, can we talk about the ending of this movie? Which I thought I, was like pretty terrible. Is that all the Hellraiser shit? I don't know if I remember. Well, that. No, so the ending is basically there's a new rescue team that comes, opens up the door. They take a, what, what's her name? The, uh, the, blonde, the blonde lady. Right. Yeah. Oh, what, no. what do I know her from? The whole time I'm watching this movie. I'm no, like, uh, Nip Tuck. She was the wife of Nip Tuck. I never watched that show. Um, she should have been played by the chick from Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> Laura Dern? Yeah. Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, ba basically uh, her name's uh, Stark. And uh, so the rescue crew opens up her stasis pod and uh, brings her out. And then, uh, you know, one guy is like, it's, it's okay, it's going to be okay. And mm -hmm. then he lifts up his helmet and, and it's Sam, Sam Neill. And, and she wakes up and she starts freaking out. And uh, the other guys, uh, Cooper and, and the rest of the rescue team are there. And it was like, she's having a vision. And it, it's kind of implying that like, okay, the, the part of the possessed ship is still like you know following her around people. yeah and uh you, you get the sense that this whole new crew is is rescue crew is going to get fucked with and it could even like translate to Earth when you open like up that. a portal to hell bad things happen. Like, and, and pinhead comes out and possesses you <laughs> they're like we're so glad we found you we just got to go rescue the event horizon real quick and then we'll all head back to yeah, Earth. And, yeah. No! and she's the crazy one like why is she freaking out about the yeah. stupid ship i yeah. wish he, he should have turned them all into cinebikes that would have been awesome yeah right? well, well you know what's funny about this movie it, it, so like it wasn't a box office success but it's found an audience on home video it's become kind of like a cult movie mm -hmm. a lot of people People talk about this movie with you know like alex does where he's like oh this movie's awesome i don't understand that but uh uh it's gotten to the point where uh there's actually talks to make it into like a uh an original series on a streaming service that's huh. a sequel to the movie huh mm. that would be interesting it depends it would just be you know space, a space help or i don't want to see it if netflix produces it i don't know no, no, the dudes from the dudes that made a um Invasion. <laughs> I would watch the hell out of that. <laughs> well, you know, if, if they got like Mike Flanagan, uh, the guy who did um, the, the Haunting of Hill House and stuff oh, like that. Oh, yeah. Black, Black uh, Mass. Dude, that, that, whole, that. that whole cast what, that does so like can, the... So they can bore us to death with what? fancy camera angles? Those movies are crazy. Or the, mm -hmm. I guess they're shows, but um, Black... What was it? Black, Black Mass. Mass. Uh, yeah. Haunting of Blair Manor. Do you guys like remember what we do here? You make fun of bad shit. Yeah. Okay. Well, are you making and fun we, of this movie? Is this want, a bad we, movie? It's not a good movie. Uh, we, uh, we need. I concur. What? I concur as well. <laughs> Am I the only one who likes this you movie? You're the only one. What the hell, man? It's Hellraiser meets Aliens. Okay. And you don't like Why Hellraiser. Why is that a bad thing? Because I've never seen didn't, Hellraiser. You didn't really do either one of those things well. I disagree. The only thing okay. I can say is like Sam Neill. That's the guy who's never watched a Hellraiser movie. That's a fact. Well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Solid reason. <laughs> I love your I, argument. I have no response to that. <laughs> Winner. <laughs> ding, ding. Kings to you. <laughs> the only thing I could say is like Sam Neill, like as much as I love the dude, like he doesn't really pull off like horror all that well. Like that scene where he opens up the portal and like whatever happens. And yeah. He goes, he goes, ah, and he just like does that real flat scream. I think. I was like, what is he doing right now? I think Sam Neill. Really isn't that great of an actor. He just does the same thing in every one of his roles. Well, there's a lot of actors that do that. Yeah, but he just has to find the right you role. Just, you you just you have a dinosaur fetish, and he's well. I also like him in in Red October. He's freaking good. good as, he's really good. He in that. played Sam Neill. Yeah, 
He played Russian. He Sam played Neal. Russian <laughs> Sam Neill. <laughs> I'd like to go to Montana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, who can forget his tour de force performance in Apple TV's Invasion? Oh, mm. yeah. Oh, that yeah. The one minutes. episode that he did? That was such bullshit. Jesus Christ. Fucking Invasion. <laughs> you got to watch I'm season two. When, when is season two coming out of that freaking garbage show? I know. We need to get some views on our channel. I know. <laughs> we did really well with that show because we just hated just, it so much. We, I want to make a shirt. I haven't done it yet, but I want to make a shirt with just a swimming astronaut. I was going to ask you, when are you doing I'm, that? I, in my spare time. Dog battle through space? <laughs> Dog battle through space. Well, I mean, they basically did that in this movie with Cooper. Remember where he's like, I'm coming for you, motherfucker. Well, no, but he <laughs> like, uses his like air. Yeah, like, he. He, he purges. Oh, yeah, he purges yeah, yeah. tank. He yeah. purges. He's like floating away yeah. in space, and he's like, "All right, hold on, I gotta purge my tank." And he goes, <laughs> and he flies, and he's like, "I'm coming for you, motherfucker!" Yeah. <laughs> and then he shows up. Hold on. And he's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and, and then, like, like they break the uh, the. You know the the, the window, the window, the, the cross, in the cockpit, yeah, yeah, yeah. the very and, subtle, and, and, and he's right there, and, and the explosion doesn't like, blow like, him like, away. Well, it does blow him away, but somehow he like makes it back on, and it, the explosion doesn't kill anybody else in there. And, and also, like, so, so one of the funny things is, like, number one, it takes a really long time to depressurize that uh, that cabin, um, but second of all. Sam Neill keeps dying and the ship keeps bringing him back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ship won't let me die. You know, you know what would have been funny? What's that? Is if he had like shot himself through space and come back to the ship and right that scene when he was supposed to save the day, if he had like missed and just kept on floating. <laughs> <laughs> just fell into the planet. Oh, oh shit. Oh, I missed. <laughs> like just Millbrook shit. Like, Oh shit! You just there's a horror scene going on. You got uh, Fishburne and and Sam Neill like doing their back and forth, and in the window you just see Cooper go. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Turning into a comedy, and I'm I'm on board. A like, horror comedy. Trying, yeah. trying to change his direction with his aerosol. Can. <laughs> <laughs> and he's dog paddling. Are we rewriting this? We are. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's got he's got your little throat spray. Yeah. Like, Powered by Forest Subject. Yeah. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. <laughs> yeah. He's using that. Don't take more, dude. I'm going to be hitting that all day, dude. (laughs) It's going to be like half a bottle when we're done. We got numb tongue? (laughs) Um, Want something strong and black inside? No, no, I do not. (laughs) That was a great line. All right, let's do final thoughts. Give it a rating. For me, uh, this is a three-star movie. It's not perfect. You guys bring up some legitimate concerns. I'm not going to argue that, but I do have a weird fascination with this movie, and I think it's a lot of fun. So I'm going to give it three stars. Uh, Vader, how about you? Um... I agree. I, oh, shit. I, I don't agree with your score, but I agree with your assessment. It, okay. it, it's it's an interesting movie. The The weird thing about this week, and I'm shocked myself, all three of these movies are first watches for me for some reason. Me and too. I And I don't know why. They're right up your alley. I, I, they're right up my alley. Yeah. I can't believe I've never seen. I, I, I think I might have seen one of them before, but I don't remember which one or when it was. Um, but this movie's weird. It's 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 aliens with Hellraiser. And yeah. it's it's very, it's a it, and they I don't feel like they quite got it right. And, uh, um, but again, like the, like sunshine, um, if you got two hours to kill and you want to just watch a, a weird sci-fi space movie in a ship with, you know, not Cenobites and, and not aliens, <laughs> um, watch this movie, give it, give it, a, give it a watch. Cause it's got a good cast. It's fun. You know, um, Jason Isaacs all splayed yeah. on the oh, freaking I thing. I mean, Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne was good. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he was, I mean, all the actors in this, they just do what they do. 
Lawrence Fishburne was Lawrence Fishburne, right? Sam Neill was Sam Neill. Jason was Isaacs it, was Jason Isaacs. Jason, yeah, it was, just, it was. It's really kind of funny how. Did you guys? They, they, I don't feel like any of these guys really stretched their acting abilities in this, but it was still a fun kind of interesting movie. I'm going to give it a two and a half. Okay, I'm going to stick it down the middle. Just watch it, then don't worry about it anymore. Real That's quick, kind of where I'm before at. we go to Jude, um, Stark, the blonde chick. Uh -huh. Did you guys notice she was the only one who didn't seem to be affected? throughout the whole movie by like the weird hell shit. She's uh, always the one who's like the most yeah, composed. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I forgot she was even in this movie. Yeah. Well, she, yeah. Cause she doesn't do anything yeah. until the, she doesn't like have an effect or she doesn't react to the, to what's going on in the ship until the very end when she has that flash and she sees Sam Neill with the freaking helmet on. Yeah. I yeah. felt like her, her entire character could have just completely been taken out and her only thing to do in this movie was just to survive. Yeah. It was weird. Like they forgot to write her a character. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, yeah. If, if, if you're an astronaut and your spaceship looks like it's a portal to hell, it probably is. Yeah. Well, <laughs> don't get on that. At least her role wasn't filled by Mila Jovovich. Oh, that would, that would have made it better. Well, she would have drop kicked an alien yeah. or something yeah. like that and did like a spinning drop Strong kick. female <laughs> character. <laughs> don't you feel like this could like be inserted into the alien predator universe somewhere? Probably. I kind of feel like it could. I think my favorite moment watching this movie is when the, the doctor is, is trying to get like the oxygen scrubbers to get off the, the, the ship. Yeah. Yeah. And she sees like visions of like her, uh, her, her kid, her kid running around and Jude just like yelling at the screen, like full, like movie don't theater. follow yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Get out of there, bitch. What are you doing? <laughs> and she's like, she's got her backpack full of oxygen scrubbers and she's running and then she stops. And she turns around and sees her kid and then uh, she just okay. walks towards Immediately it. Immediately was like, no bitch. No, yeah. No bitch. That's a freaking demon. Uh -huh. Hello. I did like the scene where they first came up to the dead ship and everything's in a in anti-gravity. Everything's mm -hmm. just floating around, including all the blood and guts and oil and shit. And mm -hmm. Then when they kicked it in, it all just went skirt splash. That was a really cool effect. And you're just like, ugh, just turn it back on. Goddamn. It, it was nasty. Well, shouldn't that have all been frozen? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Jude, final thoughts, give it a rating. Um, okay. So um, this movie felt crazy long. Like, um, we started it one night and then we both started kind of falling asleep on the couch. So we were like, we'll, f we'll finish it tomorrow. There's only like 45 minutes left. And I felt like I had been watching the last 45 minutes of it for about three hours. <laughs> and, um, I will say I absolutely hated this movie. <gasps> However, let me finish. Of the three movies we watched this week, I feel like this is the only one I could ever watch again, but it would have to be in the right circumstances. Like it would have to be like a, we're, we're. Making, fun, making of fun of it while we're watching it. It's a bad movie with Tom kind of movie for you. Yeah, this is exactly the kind of movie I would watch with Tom. What? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I'm right there with you, V. I'm I'm two and a half hallucinations and uh, or orgy cannibal parties out of five. <laughs> okay. Kadish, final thoughts. Give it a rating. So you know me. I can never give a Paul Stinky Anderson movie anything more than a two. Granted. And, uh, you know, as far as Paul Stanky Anderson movies go, uh, this movie, Soldier and Mortal Kombat are probably like his most enjoyable ones. So, like, I remember seeing this in the theater, just walking out very disappointed. Like at the time, I, I was like, oh, this guy, he's a young British filmmaker. He's up and coming. He's got like a cool style to him. Um, I was excited to see it and I was very much let down. And as time has gone on, I get more and more let down with each successive Paul W.S. Anderson movie. Um, I've seen this movie so many times um, because like for whatever reason, I've had to like rewatch it uh, over the course of 
you know, the decades since mm. it came out. And uh, I think my favorite experience with it is watching Red Letter Media's review of it, where they kind of <laughs> like uh, talk about it. Um, because it is a movie that's fun to talk about, but it's not very fun for me to watch, yeah. particularly because it's just so gory. Um, I, I don't like gore. Like, that's just a personal thing. Um, I, I like the idea of like a haunted house spaceship type thing, haunted spaceship. And uh, I feel like that premise could have been done far better than what we got in this movie. Um, so yeah, it's two ripped eyeballs out of five for me. Like, <laughs> like, that's the max I can give it for a stanky Anderson film. Okay. All right. We're, we're really got a high bar today. Well, everything's a two-star movie this week. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? All right. That's it for uh, Event Horizon. Event Horizon. Comment below what you think of this movie. Is it a classic? Are you one of the people like me who's just addicted to Sam Neill? I don't know what's going on. Um, uh, the next movie on our list is... Y'all got any of that Sam Neill? <laughs> Y'all got any more of that Sam I don't, Neill? I don't understand your passion. Hunt for the this. Wilder People, Jurassic Park, mm, Hunt for Red October. Come on, bro. The more movies you make me watch of his, the more I'm unimpressed. <laughs> he's in he's in the first season of Peaky Blinders. He's like bad okay, guy. I've never that. watched that one. I thought you watched I, Peaky no, Blinders. No, I did not watch Peaky oh, Blinders. Oh, shit, bro. I, need, I know I need to. Yeah, it's I great. Just, it's fantastic. You have to give me a break sometime so I can have <laughs> some time to do it. Oh, my God. Crimey River. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Next movie on our list is Pandora. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, if you want to support us on the podcast and also wear some freaking dope shirts, go to saltynerdstore.com and grab some of our merch. Uh, it really is a, a great thing for us to see people wearing some of our stuff. Uh, we appreciate it very much. And we love sending, getting those pictures. So a lot of people who buy our stuff send us pictures. And I love sharing it on Instagram. It's a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, it, it goes a long way with word of mouth and stuff like that. If you're wearing one of our shirts and somebody comes up to you and say, hey, where'd you get that freaking dope ass shirt? Be like, Salty Nerd Podcast. Uh, but yeah, saltynerdstore.com. All right. Oh, and type in salty for 10% at the checkout counter. That's important. Yeah, Make sure you save some money. 10% off. 10% off. 10% off. 10% off. Just 10? For the greater good. Okay. Uh, Jude. <clears throat> yes. Take it away. Pandorum. 2009 Pandorum. Rated R with a runtime of one hour, 48 minutes. This had a budget of $33 million. That's it? What do you think this brought into the box? Holy shit. I thought this was going to be more and more. Um, I... I'm not going to lie. I don't, I don't think it made any money because I've only ever seen this on like a streaming platform. I, I don't remember this coming out. Uh, $28 million. Okay. V? I'll, 34. $34 million. Broke even. $20 million. Okay. Yeah. So all three of these movies <clears throat> lost money at the box office. It's like, it's like the general audience isn't into creepy, weird sci-fi horror. I would have went and seen this. And if that's I just known, really hard. If I, <laughs> if I had known how weird this movie was, I probably wouldn't have went and seen this. Would have? I think so. Yeah? Yeah. It's a weird-ass movie. This is a weird-ass movie. This is fucking cool, though. It's I, pretty, lo I love this movie. It's my favorite movie of the week. Okay. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Take it away, Jim. <laughs> the synopsis. Okay. Dennis Quaid and Corporal Bauer wake up on a spaceship headed for planet Tannis. And while you were sleeping, shit went real wonky. <laughs> some of the passengers went full space cannibal. Some are sleeping and most are dead. Bauer meets a group of survivors from previous space crews and teams up to figure out what went wrong on the mission. Bauer has to get to the ship's reactor to write the mission. But meanwhile, Dennis Quaid's gone full metal jacket and who knew they stacked shit so high? He's got to save the ship by killing everyone aboard the ship and also relive the memory of the last time he tried this, 900 plus years ago. Turns out they crash landed on the ocean floor of Tannis 
a while ago, but like kind of forgot. So Bauer blows a hole through the hull, triggering the emergency escape pods and really hoping those pods aren't full of man-eating space schizos. Discuss. Did you see that twist coming? Uh, well, that they were they were already on the, the planet. Ocean. Um, no, first watch, dude. I, I yeah. this movie was kind of cool. It, was it wasn't awesome. good, but it was kind of cool. So you know, I don't know how to put the distinction between there, but there's it's like you know some shenanigans are going on right. when when the, the sleeper people, the the colonists, mm-hmm. noticed there was no donkeys on this ship anywhere. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ! Um, dude. <laughs> they they've mutated into another form of right. of, of life. Oh, the evolution this is, this, of life. I'm going okay. They've there's, they've been doing this for about a thousand years probably it's in my head canon yeah, like, yeah they're they're doing some weird shit here and um yeah it was it was a it was interesting it was like two different movies it was like this weird kind of yes boxed yes. in i'm gonna come out of the sleep and i'm going to like figure out things out and we're gonna like wiggle through air ducts and everything and then it started getting really goofy weird about halfway through it yeah was, you know I, Quaid, I, I agree you know? this is two different movies yeah and that's one of the the negatives that I found about it. So mm-hmm. like Dennis Quaid's story feels very separated from mm-hmm. the rest of it. Like there's a dope ass freaking like, horror science fiction movie with them, like going through the bowels of the ship. And there's like, there's a certain group of people who have been awake for a long mm-hmm. ass time and they've evolved into like some weird cannibalistic freaking space like, zombie golem type creatures. People, yeah. And I love that aspect mm-hmm. of it. Dennis Quaid's story, I felt like they were like, oh, we got Dennis Quaid. Now we have to do something with him. And they wrote this like weird, like mind bendy part of the show. Mm-hmm. And that's my least favorite part. Yeah. Dennis Quaid's the worst part. Of He's the movie. worst part of this movie, but I'm glad they have him. Why? Because like, I, I like Dennis Quaid. See, I, I like Dennis Quaid too. I feel like Dennis Quaid's like my, you're Sam Neill. Mm. Okay. Huh. He's like the same dude in every movie. <laughs> But he's fucking cool. Yeah. Because he's Dennis Quaid. Yeah. You know, it's just, I don't know. I just think they should have done something different with him. Like they, yeah. they should have made him more of a part did, did it, of the major narrative. Did it feel like he was kind of like a modern day Bruce Willis type of role with this movie? Like modern day Bruce Willis? Yeah, it's like, it's like I'm going to show up for a couple of weeks and get paid. and Because I, I don't think he wasn't I, in this movie right long. I think long. they should have miniaturized him and injected him into Ben Foster. Oh exactly. <laughs> yeah. That movie blows. I mean, I, I feel like he probably, they could have filmed the parts of this movie that he was in probably fairly quickly. Right? Yeah. They, they probably just had him for like three or four days. Right. Just like, yeah. Knocked right. out his stuff. Which is that's my Bruce. Willis that's kind of what it feels like. Yeah. But yeah. Like Bauer's story, the young, the younger guy who goes mm-hmm. off into the, into the bowels of the ship. That is like the best part of this movie. And I, I have a ton of oh, fun yeah. with it. It's well, the, so cool. The adventure through um, future human space yeah. weirdos. That's interesting. Yeah. A lot well, of but fun. that's a completely different kind of it's movie. It's a totally different from, movie. From the Dennis Quaid yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah I, I also like, I like the explanation for like the mutant uh, cannibal um, race, which is okay. basically like the humans on the ship, while they were in hyperstasis, they were being injected with this uh, um, like hormone or something like that that was meant to prepare them to quickly adapt to the changes on like the planet they were going to, planet mm-hmm. Tannis. Uh, but when they were woken up over the course of like hundreds of years, um, that chemical basically made them adapt to the environment of the ship. And that's what turned them into these like monsters. As mm. And so like there was like an actual like scientific explanation for it within the story, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. Jude, what are your thoughts on this movie? Hated it. <laughs> what? Shocker. Get this out of here. This is my least favorite of Really? Week. Yeah. That's funny. You, you like this less than I sure Sunshine? Do. Sure do. Why? 
Ah, uh, again, I thought it was boring. She also hates Dennis Quaid. I <laughs> I don't hate him. I just don't think I, I actually had to stop and be like, do I like him in anything? And the only thing I've ever liked him in is uh what is it called? Interspace? Yeah. Inner space. And I like went through his IMDb and I was like, this is the only movie of that he's in that I actually like him in. Wow. I think I'm going to get a dog and name him Quaid. <laughs> Quaid. That's like a, uh, total, total recall. recall. Total, total recall. Yeah. You know, you have, you have Jack Russell Terrier. I'm going to have Quaid, the Kurt Russell Terrier, Kurt Russell Terrier. I'm going to have a Quaid, the Rottweiler. <laughs> it's a great name. I would love him in squeezy. <laughs> Just stick with the English bulldog. <laughs> Uh, I can't believe you didn't like this movie. I thought this would have been like at least something interesting for you. Yeah. Uh, That's no. weird. Wow. <laughs> huh. Wow. See, I did it again. Wow. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I, does this movie need a Owen Wilson in it? Yeah. He makes everything better. He needed to be wow. Bauer. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if, if it would have been a comedy if uh, uh, Owen Wilson played Bauer. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and Foster's kind of like the serious Owen Wilson mm -hmm. in a way. <laughs> I don't know, man. I I really enjoy this movie. I, 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 I enjoyed this movie too. The cat and mouse game that they play I, in the bowels of the ship. Everything's so dark and all they have is the flashlight. It's so creepy. And then they have like that. He's walking <clears> down the hallway and he sees that dude just hanging there. And then he's like, what's going on? He looks the, up the, and then the, the, gets the like whole, sucked into the, the rafters. Whole, the whole switching back and forth between psychological thriller and action movie, though. It's, yeah. it's very it's very strange yeah. right yeah it, am i not the only one that feels no that you're way? totally right that's why i say that's the biggest negative of this movie is that it's two different movies yeah it didn't didn't jive i don't know kadish what do you think about this film so first of all i have to say that this movie was produced by paul ws anderson <laughs> Is it really? Yes. yes. Paul W S. Anderson. Yeah. Did he put his initials on this one? Yeah. Yes. That's oh what has no. That's why I like it. Stanky. <laughs> it's good. Got some stank on it. <laughs> but I, I don't. So like, he didn't have anything to do with the script. He didn't have anything to do with the direction. This is actually kind of like a. Uh, it's a German film. Uh, the director is German. The original writer is German. And it was originally planned to be like a super low budget feature. Uh, it's going to be shot for like two hundred thousand dollars in an abandoned paper mill. And um, they never thought it was going to be like an actual like studio production. And Paul Stanky kind of came in and was like, hey, I like this script. Let's put some money behind it. And so he kind of fostered it into like a studio production and gave them like a big budget. And they ended up shooting it at like this like abandoned power plant in Germany or something like that. And uh, this was supposed to be the first of a trilogy of films. Like so like at the end of this movie when they escape the ship and like they have 1200 survivors with them. That was this was like meant to be the preamble, and mm -hmm. then, then like there were going to be two more movies after this. Well, that's a streaming show. I want to watch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's but, see it. But but because of the disappointment at the box office, it never really got off the ground. Um, I don't like Ben Foster. Um, I, I mean, he was okay in this movie, but as an actor, like I've just never really cared for him. That's that a guy who plays the same character in every movie. Ben He's Foster. Old, yeah, He's the poor man Aaron Paul for me. Aaron Paul. Oh, Jesse Pinkman? Yeah, Shut Pinkman. up, bitch. Oh, yeah. Science, bitch. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing, bitch? He's, <laughs> he always plays kind of a crazy character, though, especially in Westerns when he's a cowboy. Ben Foster? Yeah. Yeah. He, he plays. Was, he was uh, in Six Feet Under, too, right? He uh, was a creepy boyfriend in that? Maybe. He was uh, also the worst part of the Warcraft movie. I thought, seriously? I thought he was like very miscast. He was the wizard, you know right? Honestly, yeah. anyone who's in the Warcraft movie, there's, automatic thumbs down for me. There's no, there no bad parts of the Warcraft movie. Ragnar Lothbrok? Come on. Come on. You don't like him in that movie? I had my first panic attack after watching that movie. <laughs> that movie made me weirdly horny for orcs. That orc, <laughs> la that orc lady was He'll like, baby. Like, oh, what are you going to do with those <laughs> molars and those canines you got there? 
How you doing? <laughs> Corona. Right? <laughs> but uh, so like, I actually, um, I'm, I'm with Vader. This was my favorite movie of the, of the week. Um, it's the most enjoyable. It's got a good mystery to it. Um, and I also need to point out that uh, Anjay uh, Trow, uh, who plays Nadia in the movie, the, mm. the one woman who's in it is freaking hot as hell. Yep. And uh, every time she was on screen, I was like, I just want to be watching her. I'm sorry. I'm looking at Kadish's notes right now. And it says her name and says in parentheses, hot chick. <laughs> <laughs> but, but she was a German actress who uh, had worked with the, uh, the director of this movie before. And in fact, uh, we get a little uh, Norman Reedus cameo. In yes. this oh, movie, yeah. Uh, from, you know, the, the guy from The Walking Dead. And uh, the reason he's in this movie is because uh, his the director's previous movie he had worked with Norman Reedus on and Reedus was like, Oh, Hey, you, you got a part for me in your, your new movie. And the guy was like, oh, I can, I think I can fit you in there. Mm. So uh, that was a fun little Easter egg that uh, we saw him. Cause at the time, Mike Norman Reedus, like I think he'd maybe done boondock saints and that was about it. Mm. Um, and he was kind of an unknown, but overall, like I really <laughs> like the, uh, the story of this movie. I thought it was a very clever film. I thought it was well shot. Um, I was entertained. Um, I've seen this movie like, couple times beforehand so i kind of knew what to expect and i thought that the reveal at the end was was like a good twist when yeah. i first saw it yeah so like it was good um and uh yeah like it like i said it was out, out of the three movies we watched this week this one i thought was the most entertaining one of my favorite scenes um is when they're getting chased by like the creepy mole people or whatever from the spaceship and they're going through the the cold storage area and like one of them pops up and opens and the dude just wakes up and all of a sudden he just starts oh, getting yeah. eaten. I feel bad about that. And then that the dude, dude the, like, the big bad freaking zombie dude, like gets on top and like skewers him through the head. It was so brutal. I was like, holy shit, dude. The cannibal kid. Yeah. Cannibal. Oh, oh, the little girl. tiny baby one? Uh -huh. Super creepy. Super creepy. With like the weird Just pale skin. Throat. Yeah. Yeah, this movie. Yeah, they they didn't hold back. No, I mean this movie. It's it's rated R for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I, 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 I like the design of the the cannibal zombie, mm -hmm. whatever. What, what are they called? Do they have a name? They're in this mole movie? people. They're, I guess they're like yeah. Gollum, like a bunch of people who spend way too much but time in the dark. What, was there like a name in the production form? What are they called? Like what are they? What were they called? Like Starlog magazine or something? Uh, I don't know. Let's see what the IMDb says. <laughs> I'm just really curious what what they're supposed to be. It's just mutants, I guess. So yeah. Well. That yeah, evolved humans. Like, I don't know what it yeah. is. But anyway, I I'm, I agree. I think the the twist ending that they're actually already on the planet. Yeah. They've just been underground or under the water for a hundred years or whatever. They just call them hunters. 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 Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, is super cool. And I will agree um, that if there was like a sequel to this, which I still think there should be, because there, there there's be. plenty of like original sci-fi to kind of draw. Is this, from. Does this thing have a cult following? Yeah. So so like there's actually like a Facebook group that um, is very active, and the writer and director of the movie um, have joined it. And it's basically, it's called Fans for a Pandorum Sequel. Mm. And, and like they're trying to drum up support. I'm, I'm going to go join that group. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I am not in. Give me more. Can you imagine like a sequel would be like, okay, so they're on the planet. It's like, we're going to make a sequel to this terrible movie that nobody watched. The humans, <laughs> the, <laughs> normal, the normal humans who come out of cryo, they're already mm -hmm. like, okay, we're on the planet. Cool. Let's go start a civilization. Mm -hmm. And then once the sun goes down, which this planet's going to have like three suns. So like night's going to come around like every six months, mm -hmm. every six months. The creepy mole people well, no, are going to come out. Black rules. Yeah, the, pitch black rules. Yeah, but all the hunters are down in the ship. But they're going to get out because they blew a hole through the. But that was that was all the people that were in cryo. That were still in. No, the they, cryo they the way they got the ejection ports to come is they blew a hole through the hull, so they so the the hunters can get out of the ship. I thought now. I thought they launched all the cryo tubes out through through like their 
Yeah, that was a re- so, so, so Vader's correct. So basically all the cryo tubes uh, have like an ejection module. So like the cryo tubes can be ejected from the ship. But what happened with the uh, the hunters is that basically the ship flooded and drowned all of them. Mm, no, they survived. I, I, in yeah, head, in they're, head, they're yeah. alive too. Yeah, yeah. I, it's just part of the ship I think flooded. they have special sea breathing powers. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I have a question. Yeah, what's so, um, I, I don't understand like... Um, they keep meeting people from other missions, but they're on the same ship. I don't so, get that. Because the journey to get from point A to point B was going to be over mm-hmm. a long ass time. I don't remember how many years it was, but it's going to be generations it's worth. Like, so no, they have. It was going to be like eight years, I think. No, it was so, more yeah, than that. No, it was, it was like. It Way was, more than that. So there, there was. There was five different crews. Yeah. And, and each one rotates into so that they all don't age, you know, a decade or, you know. To the point where they're too old to, to do oh, anything. So, so like crew, crew one, one just goes into cryo. Yeah. yeah. So crew okay. one, crew one is on the flight deck for let's just say two years, okay. and then they wake up crew two, and then they go into cryo. Crew two flies it for the next two years, and they just keep rotating. Okay. Like, and they wake yeah, up crew three, so then lost. crew four. Yeah. And, and then I they think rotate. there's five crews there's total, five. and then that, that one crew that woke up was the lady, and then the dude from The Walking Dead. They okay. were part of like crew three or something. Yeah. What? What? They they got a dispatch back from Earth that said. You're the last. Right. Earth is dead. Yeah. Nuclear war. Something bad happened. Yeah. It's like you're our last hope. And then they went a little crazy mm. and some bad shit started happening. Okay. And, yeah. I kept thinking of it like like how it, the Icarus, they sent one, it failed. They sent another one. And I was like, well, uh-huh. how are they all on the same ship right now? No, no. It's a, okay. Now I get it. It's a generational thing. It's I just still a, hate it. <laughs> yeah. It, it was basically a colony ship. So yeah. They, they had 5,000 people on the ship. Uh, when it launched and the uh, the flight crews would rotate out after a couple of years and uh and the girl in the in the movie she was like one of the botany teams like mm-hmm. she, you know she mm-hmm. was meant to like help repopulate uh tanis with like you know earth plants and animals and, and they tattoo and everyone with their job <laughs> pretty much yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> cook because because they had a uh, memory amnesia issues when they uh-huh. come out of cryo mm-hmm. so that stuff on their they could probably like remember go to a computer are. and scan their arm let yeah. them kill them all in and it's like i want to know where the um the bonnets and covered wagon section part. Jesus. The ship was. Why are you so but, salty about Firefly? I don't know. <laughs> you know, if they're going out and terraforming a planet, I, I want to know where this stuff is. Well, where the where the where the muskets at? And and you know and and, and the four wheelers. I really that? want to know where the four wheelers <laughs> from 1992 are stored. So yeah. How about that creepy cannibal guy <laughs> that they meet? Oh yeah, the one who's got his own little home. The, the, uh-huh. the one who's the chef. Yeah, yeah. He was the yeah. yeah, yeah, that is super creepy. He's like, I'm gonna feed you. Uh-huh. <laughs> you open up a pod. Does he, does he immediately, immediately, I was like, he's gonna eat you. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, no, what was interesting about that scene is so like he cooks them up this stuff and he like gives them like these mugs of soup basically, Ooh. and uh, and none of them trust him, so they're like, they're like, we're not gonna eat this. And then, like, he ends up gassing them yeah. uh-huh. uh, to, to knock them out because, like, the food was meant to be a distraction to, like, put them at ease. Uh, they're, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to eat this. And then, the, then they, like, pass out. And he, like, has them strung up. And he's like, I'm going to eat you. Uh-huh. <laughs> is, there, is there a compartment on the ship full of Chevy Tahoes? And yes. Jeep, and Jeep Wranglers? Yes. I yes. see JT in the, yeah, JT's in the chat right now saying, they have Tahoes? Yeah. Tahoes? Yeah. Oh would, would an engine mechanic be a person that you would want to have come along? Some kind so. of a mechanic, yeah. yeah. You know, a mechanical space engineers. engineer. Yeah. I, I guarantee you that there were mules in one of those like uh, Cryo em- embryo oh, yeah. pods. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. they could yeah. they could birth them, and then they All would right. have you know beasts of burden. What about like kangaroos? Sure. 
And bulldogs. Penguins. <laughs> you take penguins? Bulldogs penguins. are an evolutionary mistake, Jude. I'm aware. Yeah. <laughs> it was basically really Noah's Ark. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like they had everything on there. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, <laughs> I guess that's it. Uh, I'll do final thoughts. I have a hell of a good time with this movie. I've, this is my, I think, third time watching it over the course of a couple of years. Once I discovered it, I watched it and I was like, that was weird. Yeah. And I liked it. So I, <laughs> this is like a third watch or whatever. Um, I was super stoked when they, when I kind of came up with this theme for this week, it was like sci-fi horror. This was, this one was the first movie that came to my mind. I was like, yeah, let's do that one. That was cool. Freaking space zombies and shit. Um, I'm going to give a solid three and a half. It's good, fun, interesting, unique sci-fi that's not, really kind of ripping any one thing off it's just yeah. it's very of its own and i like that and i do want to see a sequel i want to see them get off the ship i want to see them have a war between the normal humans and like the hyper evolved humans and they go at it and yeah show me that they'd be really evolving like space vikings that'd be dope that'd be really cool right? freaking axes and shit yeah long beards and they're basically orcs yeah they're basically orcs yeah. goblins i'm right there with you dude three and a half i'm right no oh i'm, <laughs> I'm close okay but um I'm a half a point underneath you all, all day. I think today okay. uh, I'm going to go with the three. Okay. It's my favorite movie of the week. Um, absolutely didn't have, I had no idea what this was about when I got into it and what it turned into. I thoroughly enjoyed I, I, it's, it. It doesn't have the rewatchability factor. I don't think for me, I could probably watch it again and still enjoy it in a couple of years, in a couple of years when you forget. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It's like, all right, space. I love that you said they're orcs because they are. They're orcs. Yeah, they're space, space orcs. That's yeah, a perfect analogy for me. Um, I do. I, I would like to see a sequel or a streaming series, you know, just like some silly little eight, eight episode thing. See what happens and put it on Apple TV or Paramount Plus. Or this looks like. No, this, not Paramount. This, Hulu, Hulu <laughs> or Paramount. Is this a Hulu or a Paramount thing? What, what, where do you think it would oh, go? Uh, who owns Hulu? Disney. Disney, mm. eh, probably Paramount Plus. Yeah, but they'd copyright us if we talked about yeah, it. I know, it was dickheads. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, three stars for me. Um, fun movie. I love Dennis Quaid, even though he wasn't in it very much. Um, Space Orcs, I'm in. Yeah, cool. It's good stuff. All right. Jude, is this a one-star craft This is a one-star craft <gasps> Get out of here. <laughs> You are give it one space orc out of five space orcs. <laughs> I hated everything about it. I will never watch it again. I think that the big budget is what killed it for me. Like I think if it had had a smaller budget and was campy, I would have been totally into this. But I just wasn't nothing connected for hmm. me. And this is just my own personal opinion. You are totally allowed to love it as much as you want. So please don't come for me. But I hated it so much. I thought it was boring. I hated Dennis Quaid the whole movie. Like him just acting by himself with a camera and just like furrowing his brow and then unfurrowing his brow <laughs> was the whole movie. It was so stupid. And like the, even the twist at the end, I was like, whatever. <laughs> Hate it. Wow. That's powerful. One star crap fest from Jude. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. Final thoughts. Give it a ring. So I feel like this is a very entertaining movie. It's very well made. Um, my rating for the movie is definitely like three stars, but because of Paul W.S. Anderson's involvement, <laughs> I have to knock it down a star. So this is going to be a two-star movie for me. It's got too much stank on it's got it. Too, got too, much stank. Stank. too much stank. Yeah, but like, like the stank is real, even though like, like it's, it's less stanky than most stanky movies. <laughs> 
So yeah, yeah, two stanks out of five. Oh man. All right, guys, that's it for sci-fi horror week. Let us know what your favorite sci-fi horror movie is and what we can talk about next. Uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for watching it. Really appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe. If you're new here, give us a thumbs up and uh, yeah. Vader, where can they find you on the socials? You can, you can find me at Matt Vader 74 on mostly Twitter um, and here on our YouTube channel on Saturday mornings with Mr. Kadish and our panel as we talk about Star Trek shows. And I'm also on the other things. Just search for me out there, but mostly Twitter. Cool. Jude. You can find me at I am Jude Juju on Instagram and on TikTok. And I just want to say we have the uh, the live chat going right now. And R2 said, I think he heard he heard space sci-fi whores instead of orcs. And he said, I heard sci-fi whores. That is a genre on Cinemax. <laughs> it just cracked me up. What's up, R2? Oh, did you say where you can find you? I sure did. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Kadish, you're next. Go ahead. All right. You can find me at Matthew Kadish, K-A-D-I-S-H on Twitter. Kadishbooks.com takes you to our Amazon page. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, next week. I think uh, what, what that, is that next should week? be interesting because it's the, the week I picked. Oh. It's human sim movies. Huh? Uh, where, oh, uh, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. let me, hold on. Uh, surrogates with his uh, uh, Bruce, Bruce Willis. Willis. Uh, Gamer, which is Gerard Butler. Is that did I say his name? Yep. Yeah. And then Ready Player One. That will be fun. I like two out of those three movies. All right. Tune in next week for Human Sim movies. <laughs> Thanks for watching, guys. I just keep hearing Human Centipede. Yeah. Every time you start to say that. <laughs> I, got, I got PTSD for that one, too. Yeah, for sure. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Stay safe. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, yes. real moments together, and this. Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com Coke to save up to $20 on passes, plus daily tickets starting at $34.99. We could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, yes. real moments together, and this. Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com Coke to save up to $20 on passes, plus daily tickets starting at $34.99. Bye.